Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. All right, it's a daily show. It is October 21st, 2022. This is my uh, NaNoWriMo prep show. I'm going to be doing it daily on the I Should Be Writing feed, and then it will continue daily, but only for the Patreon supporters. You can support for a dollar at patreon.com slash mightymer. And this is I Should Be Writing. Bite-sized, I'm calling it this time. I've been thinking a lot about uh, death lately. Not in a fun Halloween way and not in a depressing, nihilistic way. But in a fiction way. You know, I, I really like cozy mysteries. And one thing weird about cozy mysteries is that they are enjoyable and they're often funny. But the thing is, they're about murder. And so you can make murder horrifying, scary, or you can make it funny. But how? How do you do that? Um, this is up for debate whether he succeeds or not. David Sedaris is known for his dark humor, and one of his darkest stories has to do with uh, the death of an infant. And somebody was telling me in my MFA program, it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't write a funny story about a dead infant. And I'm like, I know one who can. And um, I've been trying to figure out how that works. And a lot of it is, um, first you've got distance from the murder victim. They can't be somebody who's near and dear to the protagonist. And they can't be someone who's near and dear to the audience. You can't have this, like, sympathetic character who's fun and struggling and the audience is rooting for them and then they get murdered on a hillside and left in the elements. That's, you know, people are not going to laugh at that. If you, um, if you watch the murder mysteries that are available on many streaming services, you'll notice that when they introduce the story, there will be at least one reprehensible character. Possibly two. And you can guess that either the reprehensible character will end up being the murder victim, which is usually the case. Or um, the villain. Which is funny because it doesn't always... You, you don't... <laughs> after too many murder mysteries, you learn not to assume... You learn not to look at the most obvious person as the most obvious person. But I was watching one episode of Midsummer Murders, I think it was, where the the worst person in the show, I kept waiting for him to die. Like, someone's got to kill this guy. And they didn't. And it actually did turn out to be him as the murderer. I guess that's how they mess with your expectations. But you got to have an emotional distance from the murder victim. 
to make it either funny or at least lighthearted. But when you're throwing conflict at your characters, you want to think about what will this do emotionally to my audience? What do I want it to do to my audience? And when you're vomiting words into a NaNoWriMo draft, you might not be thinking about this while you're writing. But you probably have a sense of the mood your book is trying to convey. Is it dark and brooding? Is it tense and suspenseful? Is it fun with a darker side? Is it absolutely lighthearted? And as you're doing that, you wonder, it's like if you if you bring in a sympathetic child and kill them, are you writing a cozy mystery? I don't think so. If you take an absolutely terrible person and kill them in chapter three, are you writing grimdark? No. So yes, you can kill people in funny stories and in cozy stories. How David Sedaris did it. It's an excellent story if you want to study unreliable narrators because it is a Christmas letter written by a woman who is... She's absolutely reprehensible, but you don't see that. She paints herself as the victim. This was written, I think, in the 80s. And her she finds out that her husband fathered a child in Vietnam, and the child comes to live with them. She's 18. She comes to live with them at Halloween. And around the same time, her teenage daughter gets pregnant and married to a terrible person and gets addicted to drugs and has a baby. The boy abandons them. The daughter goes into rehab, and so mom is left with a new 18-year-old in her home and a an infant. And, again, she it's not a good situation. You'd sympathize with her, but she absolutely is terrible. And that comes to be that comes to pass as you read on. But I think it's the the distance she has between her daughter and grandson. There's very little love mentioned. There's no love of mother to child. And this isn't in a neglectful way. It's in a hands-off, arm's length kind of way. I feel more like a monster trying to talk about this. It, it's hard to say, here's how you can make the killing of an infant funny. I'm just trying to figure out how he did it. The fact that the narrator is a horrible person and doesn't think she's a horrible person. Like, she doesn't know I'm doing evil. And the main focus is her stepdaughter, not the baby. She basically kills the infant and tries to frame the stepdaughter for the uh, crime. You know, two birds, one stone, all that. And you turn out, it turned, it's spoiler alert, it turns out that the Christmas letter is actually an invitation to her day in court for you, our beloved friends and family, to show up and testify to my wonderful character. This is one of those stories that I listen to every year just trying to figure it out. But anyway, we're talking about emotion. So let's talk about as you work on your book, as you plan, plan your book. We are in preptober, as they call it. As you plan your book, think about what you want what emotion you're trying to bring out. And then when you start talking about the conflict in your book, what emotion is that supposed to instill? Patreon.com slash Mighty is how you can continue these daily shows well into November and get my archives and 
exclusive stuff and my Discord and all that stuff. My name is Mer Lafferty. This is my podcast, I Should Be Writing. I do it uh, twice a week usually. Right now it's a lot more often. We'll see how long I can keep this up. And NaNoWriMo is in uh, 10 days. NaNoWriMo.org, if you're curious about that. We're going to be trying to write 50,000 words in the month of November. I've never succeeded. But I always do it because A, it's fun, and B, I always end up writing more than I would have anyway. So stay tuned for more um, podcasts from me, information on write-ins and the like. And I guess that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. Till then, you should be writing. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.